Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Fit Fig Podcast. I'm Steph Figarelli, your host. Today I want to talk to you about how to stay on track with your fitness goals during the summer months. So June, July, and August tend to be months where we're drinking a little bit more alcohol than usual, we're socializing a little bit more, hopefully more this summer than last summer, considering all the things going on in the world. And, you know, we're just not really focused as much on our macro tracking, exercising. It's just a crazy time. It's like vacation mode for a lot of people. And, you know, depending on where you live, what you do and how you spend your time, you know, very much could be affected by climate. I know for us in Alaska, we really live for the summer here. I know a lot of people love the winter time and our winters are very long. They're dark, but our summer, it only lasts about three months. And we really want to take advantage of as much of the summer as we possibly can. We have a lot of daylight. We don't have uh, particularly warm summers, average, you know, maybe 60 or 65 degrees Fahrenheit, but we have a lot of daylight and that extends our time that we can be out doing things and hanging out and having a good time. So it tends to be for us here in Alaska, three months of a whole different lifestyle than October to May and uh, people tend to fall off their plan. You know, it gets to be things are different. Schedules change. People maybe aren't working quite as much or they're taking a little bit more time off. Up here, it's really popular for people to take time off to go fishing and camping. So I want to give you five tips to help you stay on track with your nutrition, your fat loss, and to help you kind of think about adopting more of a mindset of instead of this all or nothing thought process where you're either all all in, you're on, or you're off. You have to adopt a mindset of this is my life every day of the rest of my life. It doesn't mean that you're always tracking macros and it doesn't mean that you're living in the gym constantly, but it does mean you have to make your health your priority because then your habits will support that. Every day, you don't have to rely on motivation or this big burst of energy to just happen and get you excited to go work out. A lot of times people will say, well, I'm just not very motivated right now. Thing is, there's no such thing as motivation. I've talked about this before. Maybe you've heard that before. Well, what does it mean? It means I have habits that I fall back on, regardless of whether or not I feel like working out, if a workout is on my plan for the day, I'm gonna do it. Because I know what's on the other side of that workout. I'm gonna feel more energized. I'm gonna, all my body's gonna be warmed up. So if I have any aches or pains, that's gonna go away after my workout. I'm gonna get some endorphins going. Depending on the exercise, like for me hiking, I get this really nice flow state. It's very, therapeutic for me to get up in the mountains and out in nature. So if you're somebody who really enjoys being outdoors, you know, it's going to be really important for you to get out there, especially if you've been confined to indoor activities for the most of the winter time. Again, depends on where you live. So five tips. A lot of these are going to be things you've heard before, but good reminders for all of us. So number one, like I just said, get outside. If you typically 
go to the gym to get on the treadmill, ride the bike, get on the elliptical. Take yourself outside for those activities. And walking is underrated, but is one of the best forms of low impact cardiovascular exercise that you could possibly do. I highly suggest if you have a dog or if you want to spend time with your spouse or with your kids, put them in, you know, if it's a, you got a little kid, put them in a stroller and make this time a 45 to 60 minute non-negotiable exercise time where it's just walking and you keep moving. So if you do have kids or dogs, start getting the family in the under, you know, get them understanding that this isn't just like we walk around and, you know, you're going at their pace, they're playing around, stopping. This is exercise time. So you keep moving. And obviously, if you have a dog, like our dogs, sometimes they kind of hang behind and create some slow uh, parts on the trail for us. But if you can train your dog to be stay with you off leash or whatever works for you, you know, then you can keep moving. And then it is more of this cardiovascular workout. Now, depending on the age of your kids, obviously, you're going to have to roll with their pace sometimes. But think about ways that you can get outside every day. I mean, every day, go for a walk in nature. Hike. Take your bike. Go outside. Ride some trails. Find some new trails around your area. I know for us, we have a beautiful single track course for mountain bike riding. And we love it. We've we've actually done it in the wintertime. And it was really fun. But it is so much more fun in the summer. And it's an activity that we just don't get to do as much when there's snow. It's possible to do it, but we really prefer to do it in the wintertime. So we'll be out there, you know, once a week, just biking at least. But think about that. How can you get outdoors more often? And if your excuse is kids, dogs, time constraints, whatever, see where you can multitask. So you got the kids with you, or maybe you're listening to a podcast while you walk or I don't know, whatever you can get done in that time. But also it is nice to unplug and use that as just time for yourself to where you can be in nature, think, have space and get in a little bit of a cardio uh, workout. So number two is when in doubt, reach for the protein and the veggies. I know for most people hitting their protein macro is the hardest to do. It's much easier for us to gravitate toward carbohydrate rich foods, you know, higher fat foods, things like that. But educate yourself on what a protein is. Make a list of all the protein foods that you will eat. So chicken, fish, beef, Greek yogurt, eggs, egg whites, whey protein. Assuming these all settle well in your digestive system, have a list of foods that make you feel good that you enjoy eating. So then when you go grocery shopping, you can go right to the aisles or, you know, wherever to those items and get them in your cart. Another little sort of piggyback tip off that is before you go grocery shopping, which I'll get to this in a minute, but go with the intention of creating a recipe rather than just buying a bunch of random food and hoping for the best. Go in there with the intention of having a recipe that you're going to make and, you know, the next day or that day. Uh, and so that way you have something to look forward to. But but the p- point of this is 
with your protein and your veggies, a lot of times when people are struggling, struggling to hit those macros, though, specific, specifically protein, vegetables are, you know, carbohydrate source, but um, front load your protein, meaning have as, you know, make your breakfast, your first meal of the day, a protein rich meal. So anywhere from 20 to 40, 50 grams of protein, depending on the person and your goals, front load that protein, meaning it's a priority at the start of the day. That way the day doesn't get away from you and you're scrambling to try to find some protein to make up for, you know, your goal to hit your target macros. So front load your protein, front load your vegetables, which is a lot harder to do because most of us don't eat a lot of vegetables at the start of our day. I know I don't, but you can do things like making uh, an egg scramble frittata type thing, mixing in things like bell peppers, mushrooms, onions, whatever it is that you like that you'll eat. Once again, make sure these foods settle with your digestive system well. You like them so you know you'll eat them, you look forward to them. Uh, But again, just try to have those things as a priority, those foods at the start of your day. They'll keep you feeling fuller longer, which helps with cravings, energy crashes. Plus, you know, you're getting the protein in there to help with uh, muscle regeneration, recovery. So super important. Number three, hydrate. I talk about this all the time. Aim for drinking half of your body weight in ounces of water every day. Other beverages will contribute to that, but try to make the majority of it come from pure water. Um, again, the tip for this is to front load water. So if you work a lot throughout the day, let's say you're a nurse and you're on your feet for 12 hours all day, try to front load before work as much water as you possibly can. You're just hitting the water in the morning, drinking a lot of water, give yourself a goal. Um, you can get those water bottles nowadays. I think Amazon sells them where you have the increments of time listed on the outside of the water bottle. So certain amount of water will be, you'll, you'll have, uh, consumed at a specific time, um, and get as big of a water bottle as you possibly can carry around with you. I was carrying around a 40 ounce water bottle and I got so tired of refilling it constantly that I had to break down and get a 64 ounce, uh, hydro flask. And now I know, okay, I just have to drink two of these a day. There's something about just carrying around that one container or two containers Uh, And for most people, you know, if you're 120, 130 pounds, you really only need 60, 65 ounces of water a day. So half a gallon is perfect. If you're a little bit bigger, if you're sweating a little bit more, maybe you're more active, you're going to need, again, half your body weight in ounces of water. Something a lot of people don't consider is you also need electrolytes. So just simply drinking pure water is not going to necessarily hydrate you. In fact, most people need some... um, electrolytes. So for me, I take the salt stick caps. I take two a day, one in the morning as I crack my first 64 ounce bottle of my hydro flask. And then when I refill it around lunchtime, 11 to 12, uh, 11 AM to 12 PM, I have another salt stick cap. If I'm hiking, I probably double that. Um, my hydrate, my water stays the same, but I'll probably have maybe three or even four salt stick caps. If you're not familiar with what these are, you can get them on Amazon. It's just an electrolyte replacement. So we do need these minerals. They're super important. Um, We need the sodium, potassium, calcium. Uh, In this case, there's a little bit of magnesium and vitamin D in here. 
not nearly enough for what you need, uh, like vitamin D. There was 100 IU and the salt stick caps, which isn't going to fulfill your requirements during the day. But anyway, this is just an example. So just a lot of times people can't understand why they don't, they're still thirsty after drinking a lot of water. But if you're a, an active person and you're a heavy sweater, you lose a lot of fluid during activity, you need to replace electrolytes. So get the, you know, do a little Google search, find a good electrolyte that doesn't upset your stomach. And that's convenient that you'll remember to take and make sure that you are actually hydrating. But the goal with this is to front load water, meaning you wake up and maybe you you aim to drink anywhere from 10 to 30 ounces of water within, you know, I don't know, an hour after waking depends on the person. Because again, if you're a smaller statured person, you're not going to need as much water right away. In fact, that could upset your stomach. And if you're not getting electrolytes, there is a, the, the consequence of drinking too much water, which is called hyponatremia. And that's when you flush out all your electrolytes, you get sick. You kind of, some people start, you know, they get nauseous um, and it can be quite harmful. It's rare, but know that it can happen if you're not careful with your hydration. And, uh, but getting a, a lot of water up front can help you throughout the day to hit your hydration target. So that way by, you know, 7 p.m. you're not scrambling to try to drink all the rest of your water right before bed. Like, I don't know about you, but I can't consume a lot of water before bed. I have to cut my water intake around 3 to 4 p.m. Uh, if I go to bed at 8.30 p.m., otherwise I am up using the bathroom throughout the night, which disrupts my sleep. And I don't want that. So consider your hydration goals and front load that water so you stay well hydrated throughout the day. Uh, number four, think about going grocery shopping late in the week. So let's say like Friday afternoon, Friday night, depends on obviously your schedule, um, or even Saturday morning. And look at it this way. And I don't know about you, but I have gone through periods of my life where Monday through Friday, I could be really great with my nutrition. And then, oh, Saturday comes around and ah, we're running out of a few things I don't have healthy food choices, so I'll put something together or maybe I'll go out to eat or uh, maybe I'll just not track my nutrition today. So I overconsume my calories and I fall off my plan. This then spills into Sunday. So when you go grocery shopping later in the week or early on Saturday, you can get all the food that you need for the weekend and there are no excuses. You're not out of groceries. You have healthy options and you know, you're well fed. There are no excuses. Going back to what I mentioned to you at the beginning of this episode, when you go grocery shopping, go with the intent of having a recipe you'd like to make. And um, that way you're not just buying a bunch of random food that, you know, maybe you'll throw, which, you know, of course we can do this. We can throw together anything. Most of us are creative enough uh, to throw, you know, especially like stir fry options are great because, you throw a bunch of veggies in a pan, you cook some chicken, you maybe do a little teriyaki sauce, whatever. But when you when you go go to the grocery store with a, a plan, you're going to stick to that plan usually. So think about how you are setting yourself up for the weekend in terms of your nutrition. That way you don't have a bunch of excuses. You have all the food you need and you can wake up Saturday morning or Sunday morning or whatever and maybe do a little bit more meal prep, but you've already got the food. A lot of times people will sleep in on Sunday and they're like, well, I'll meal prep today. But because it's Sunday and they didn't grocery shop all weekend, 
they have no food to meal prep with. So then they can't grocery shop until the afternoon or evening, in which case you're winding down, it's getting late and you know, here comes Monday morning and you're not prepared. So think about ways in which you can set yourself up for success with your nutrition. Number five, limit alcohol. So see if you can give yourself the option of having alcohol on some holidays, you know, a birthday. Here's where it gets tricky though. Every day could be a holiday. If you got birthday parties and things, you could look for ways, loopholes here, but give yourself some boundaries with alcohol because this is the number one thing I see with my clients when they go to gatherings, picnics, parties, whatever, and they're consuming alcohol, we tend to make very poor food choices when we're drunk, when we're buzzed. We tend to overconsume calories or just make the wrong choices. So consider how you can discipline yourself around alcohol and then think about the benefits of, you know, you're going to save several hundred calories there just not drinking the alcohol, but also you're going to make better decisions. And now I'm not saying don't enjoy your life, have fun, but maybe designate the alcohol for three events throughout the summer or six events, whatever works for you, whatever makes the most sense for you. But think about ways where you can have a little bit more discipline and control around your alcohol intake really because it's going to help you stay on track with your nutrition. So we think of summertime as just vacation mode, crazy, go wild. I don't want to track my macros. Who cares? I'll get back to it in the fall. Life's just too busy. But think about how you can take a few steps to mitigate the potential damage that you could cause by going crazy, letting go of everything, especially if you've been particularly disciplined over the winter months where things are slower paced, you want to keep some of that because we work hard for, we work hard to cultivate good habits and we work hard in the gym to get the results that, you know, that we're in there working for. So why give it up so easily and sabotage ourselves by just going crazy and just, oh, it's summer, who cares, who, you know, I won't plan, I won't track, I'll do this, I'll do that. Get yourself on a routine. So you're getting outdoors for your cardio. And now look, I'm a huge fan of strength training with free weights. And obviously whatever else equipment you have, machines, fine, TRX, cool. What I'm saying though is for cardiovascular activity specifically, try to get outdoors as much as you can. Get out of the gym, get outdoors. Strength training, there's no substitute for strength training. It's, a, it's an important part. It's separate from cardio. It's an important part of your fitness routine. And you should not think you can walk all summer and not lift weights. So if lifting weights is a part of your program, which it should be, you've got to keep lifting weights. So if you're strength training twice a week, keep doing that. But what I'm saying is fill in, substitute rather, your gym cardio for outdoor time. All right. Number two, remember, you're going to front load Protein and veggies, meaning you're going to make them the first one or two meals of the day. Make sure they're in there. Now, also make sure that they're in there for every other meal, but it makes it a lot easier when you prioritize them at the start of the day. Puts you into this mode of, okay, protein, veggies, got it. Number three, same thing, hydrate, front load that water. Make sure you're getting some electrolytes in there so you stay hydrated and you're drinking about half your body weight in ounces of water every day. 
Remember, if you're losing fluid because you're sweating, get a little bit more water in there. Number four, try this experiment. So if you normally go grocery shopping on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, switch it, like come uh, designate a time period around, I don't know, Friday evening, Saturday morning, where you're grocery shopping, which is kind of a bizarre time to go because most people are shopping on Sundays. That way you're prepared for Saturday or Sunday when you can meal prep, have a few recipes ready to go and you have everything you need. You're not scrambling at the last minute and limit alcohol. So designate it for specific special events, parties, and switch to like sparkling water with lemon or find like the LaCroix, you know, drinks. There's a ton of different brands out there. I've discovered a few uh, that make really good drinks that yeah, you're not going to get a buzz or you're not going to get wasted, but you're going to save the calories and you're not going to make those poor decisions with your food. So those are my five tips for staying on track with your fitness goals during the summertime. I hope you guys are doing well, staying healthy. If you took away one thing from this episode, please consider visiting iTunes and leaving me a review. I read all of them. I appreciate it very much. Take care.